Welcome back. You're watching and listening to On Deck, of course, for yours truly, Charles Project Richie. I am the host of the Metal Steel uh, Podcast, which catch me every Mondays and Wednesdays. I am now going to be officially changing it to 8 or 8.30 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, uh, somewhere around there, trying to get that figured out right now. But before we go a little bit uh, further uh, into it right now, let's. I want to pay uh, one special tribute and shout out to right now. I mean... And a legend here in the industry, uh, Marv Albert right now. Uh, Marv Albert, who uh, began his uh, NBA uh, career back on January 27th, uh, 1963. Uh, he started off as uh, for the Knicks game as a broadcaster on their radio station. He was filling in for his uh, mentor, Mari Glickman. And uh, by the way, I mean, you remember Marv Elber? I mean, years later, he'd be officially one of the lead uh, play-by-play announcers for when the NBA used to be on NBC and one of the B-Squad B teams right now on NBA on TNT, basically. And uh, so Marv Elbert, this is going to be his final series as broadcast right here. Uh, just want to say uh, thank you and congratulations right here to a guy in Marv Elbert who had an historic a uh, 58-year career in the NBA. All his contributions right now. Uh, hopefully, uh, this won't be the last night. I mean, whether it is or not. But, I mean, how can you uh, not uh, pitch the guy when you think about, Oh, a spectacular move by Michael Jordan. I think, if anything, that's going to be like my all-time favorite call. Uh, Marvel has ever made in his broadcasting career. I mean, this is a guy right here. I mean, when you think of the NBA and one of the voices, I mean, like the NFL back in the day, used to have Pat Summerall as one of the main voices of the NFL. I think this is how what Marvel is to the NBA in today's times. I mean, personally for me, it would be Al Michaels as far as one of the voices. I mean, doing it for a long time, Monday Night Football, and of course, Sunday Night Football between ABC and NBC. But you look at a guy like Marv Albert, and I know he's had that one little stay in his career where he had that biting incident, but still, I mean, everything that he's been able to contribute, I mean, delivering as a, as a game, as a broadcaster, I mean, just uh, bringing the game excitement. And I, I got to tell you right now, this guy is definitely to be uh, commended here. And I think, if anything, when you look at Marv Albert, and what he's did, I, I think he's definitely one of the legends of his voice. Remember, he also had Mike Breen uh, go into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame uh, this year, who got inducted. And uh, it was just uh, great to see him uh, get in there. I mean, like, uh, even with all the work that he's done on ABC and ESPN... For, I mean, uh, his career and everything that he's been able to achieve 
and uh, just just a, an incredible uh, guy right here too. I mean, with everything going on, and yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, definitely uh, breathtaking. I just uh, can't even imagine what the NBA be like without Marv Elbert going forward. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I know of course he has uh, son Kenny Elbert. He's doing the NHL, but still, I mean. Uh, he's a guy that will definitely be uh, dearly missed, I, I think, once uh, he hangs up. Thank you for all the voices and, like, the entertaining uh, game-by-day game broadcast that you've been able to provide, sir. So now let's go ahead and uh, look at right now, uh, speaking of which, uh, like I said, they let the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Uh, you got two franchises uh, right now who are looking to end uh, droughts right now. Uh, beginning with the Atlanta Hawks. Who have not uh, been to the NBA uh, Finals in uh, their franchise history? I want to say since 1964 was the last time uh, when we uh, looked at it. No, excuse me, it was uh, 1961. So they're looking to get back to their first NBA Finals in over 60 years, while the Milwaukee Bucks will be looking to get back there in 50 years. I mean, the winner in 50 years, excuse me. So they'd be looking to end a a 47-year uh, drought, uh, trying to be away from it. And right now, I mean, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh, seem to be uh, in a nice position for the time being. Uh, check on the current score right now as we're uh, talking about it. Uh, they have, the Milwaukee Bucks have a three-point lead over the Atlanta Hawks, 40 to 37 with under four minutes to go right now. But when you look at the key factors, I mean, that's been going on with this Milwaukee Bucks team right now and what they've been able to do from a perspective here. I mean, what they've been able to prove right now. I mean, they made a key uh, actual uh, tr acquisition trade back in uh, November, late November, before the season uh, started. And uh, right there, one of the guys they got was uh, Drew Holiday, uh, which was involved in a four-team uh, deal. And uh, basically, the Bucks they sent guard Eric Bledsoe, uh, two first-round picks, uh, 2025 and 2027, the right to swap first-round picks uh, with New Orleans. And then also part of that uh, trade, too, I mean, who the other teams that were on there along uh, with them were Milwaukee. They also uh, got uh, guard George Hill to the Thunder and the draft rights 2020 first round pick uh, RJ Hampton to Denver in the trade so once again the trade was involving the New Orleans uh, Pelicans uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and of course the Denver Nuggets for the Milwaukee Bucks to get guard Eric point guard Eric Bledsoe and uh, right now I mean they, and the Bucks also getting a uh, George Hill, I mean, basically to the Thunder. So you look at a guy like uh, Drew Holiday right now. He's already his 12th season in the NBA. He's a two-time All-Defensive uh, team honoree and uh, back-to-back years in 2018 and 2019. And has only had one NBA All-Star appearance. He has appeared in more than 700 games with New Orleans. And when you break down like what the Bucks have been able to do, I mean, this year, he's been a nice compromise. Uh, third wheel to this team right now when you look at I mean points per game he is third on this list averaging about nearly 18 points a game uh, Chris Middleton right there by the way who's got 20.4 points a game then you look at the other side of it too right now 
Uh, you got the Atlanta Hawks right now, which, by the way, uh, remember, they started off the season with Lloyd Pierce, their coach, who started off the season 14-20, and 20, in comes uh, veteran head coach uh, Nate McMillan, by the way. And uh, Nate McMillan, who's had his struggles, he's never been to the conference finals ever before. I mean, his uh, 17 years of coaching, I believe it is, when you look at what he's been able to do, I mean, from a standpoint, I mean, what he's been able to uh, contribute. I mean, yeah, 17 years in the league, never been to the conference finals. He's only went as far as to the second round. The last time uh, his team was in the second round, he was with the uh, old uh, Seattle Supersonics, which later became the Thunder right there. Uh, They got bounced in the second round to the San Antonio Spurs, who will go on to win the championship once again uh, over the Detroit Pistons. They will lose that series two games to four. So that was as high as he got. But you look at, I mean, this Hawks team right now. I mean, uh, Knicks series right there, they hailed them in five games. I mean, not really too much of a surprise right there. I wasn't really expecting much from the Knicks. I mean, definitely some great uh, atmosphere. Finally be back in the playoffs after such a long drought. I want to say that was since uh, 2013 was the last time they were there, if I'm not mistaken. But then anyway, too, I mean, beat the 76ers in seven games right there. I mean, I had confidence with the Hawks team going into Philadelphia in that Game 7 game right there. You got a guy like uh, Ben Simmons right now who's having some confidence issues right now. Uh, And a guy who maybe uh, traded, I mean, uh, sewer rather than uh, later. I mean, for the time being. And even his coach is really... uh, is really has a lot of high doubts on. So, I mean, when you play the team like the 76ers in the second round, I never really trusted the fact that the 76ers were going to treat uh, their home court uh, environment to their advantage. I mean, it just felt like the 76ers were playing like a road team in their own arena. And when you look at, I mean, like guys, I mean, going into this right now, I mean, into these uh, playoffs right now, basically with everything that's been going on, I mean, for this time being, it's been a lot of interesting uh, stuff right now. I mean, for for everything that's been going on. I mean, you look at the 2021 uh, NBA uh, playoffs right now, basically. And the guys uh, who are remaining right now, I mean, basically for the time being here... I mean, you got uh, Trey Young, who leads the way with 109 fourth-quarter points, basically. And uh, this was a guy who was uh, ruled out, I think, uh, to a foot injury uh, not too too long ago, who had to miss a few games, I mean, in this uh, series here, uh, basically. And we're, we're looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean, he he uh, right now, I mean, he did not play the previous uh, two games back on the 29th and the first. I mean, uh, basically, but he is back in game uh, six. So he missed game four and five. 
basically uh, he was out to a foot injury uh, according to ESPN's uh, Adrian Wojnarowski but like I said with Fiona Santos Kumpo just as a reminder for people who are watching the game tonight according to Malika Giannis, uh, who hyperextended his left knee back on uh, Tuesday, uh, he was listed uh, as uh, doubtful going into Thursday's uh, Game uh, 5. I mean, no, doubtful for Game 6, excuse me. So he was ruled out for uh, Game 5, but he did make the trip with the team. Like I said, the key thing was for him, aside from uh, hanging up in the gym, was to get back some on-court basketball activity. So again, remember, that just barely started up today. It didn't seem like uh, it was enough uh, for him to get clearance. But I would expect him to be ready for Game 7. Or do the Bucs uh, take the chance to go on without him, to be honest with you? Listen, I think this Bucks team right now, Mike Boonholzer has got this team in the right mindset right now. I mean, this is a guy who also, coincidentally, too, who's in the conference finals. Uh, he's been in there two previous times in his uh, coaching career. Uh, last time, two years ago, after blowing a two-game-to-none series lead, over the eventual defending champion Terrell Raptors with Ka Kawhi Leonard. Uh, and uh, they were able to uh, get ousted in six games. And then the previous time, too, was a uh, game swept by LeBron James' return year to the Cleveland Cavaliers back in 2015. So, I mean, look at him. And he was a member of the Atlanta Hawks. He was their head coach right there. And you look at a guy like... Uh, Mike Boonholzer, who's uh, spent at least like 17 years as an assistant, Greg Popovich, just to give you a little bit of background on him. Uh, he's earned four titles as an NBA assistant coach with Craig, Greg Popovich's uh, staff with the Spurs. So, I mean, you look at it right there. And uh, aside from that, too, I mean, by the way, I, I really I really like the aggressiveness of those Hawks. I mean, this is a team who's definitely got no quit in them. But then again, I'm not going to lie to you. If the Bucks go to this NBA Finals, I'm going to make the prediction right now. If you have a healthy Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, listen, I love the story of Chris Paul right now. But I got to tell you right now, I really believe right now the Milwaukee Bucks are just as uh, the complete team right now. I mean, this is a team that could get aggressive. I mean, like uh, attacking inside the paint, uh, hitting their fair share of open jump shots. I think anytime you knock off a team like uh, Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, especially when you got James Hart on there right there, and you got a stack of star talent on there, along with uh, Kyrie Irving, who was the clear number two. Then, of course, James Harden. James Harden, who did not do himself, he did himself a disservice by coming in there with uh, bad shape as he was, uh, remember, he, he did kind of come into the season a little bit overweight. He had to whip himself back into shape, so that was his own problem right there. But then he also had guys on the uh, roster, too, like uh, Blake Griffin was another guy. Did not seem to be enough. And what ended up happening, I think, in that series a couple weeks ago, you saw how Steve Nash's coaching, I think, got a little bit exposed. And you just saw it cut, caught up with him. Inexperience. I don't think Steve Nash was the right guy for this uh, Brooklyn Nets team right now who should be in the conference finals, but they're not. And right now, I mean, this is a Kevin Durant's fully his first year ever since having the Achilles tear from two years ago in the NBA Finals. And you, you see right now, what what I'm looking at is this. When you got when you eliminated someone like that, if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo on the Bucks. 
You want to reward that thing with an NBA championship. You do not want to waste that time. You don't want it to be shown for nothing. I think I think this is a time where they need to strike. Because if, it, if it's if it's gonna be Bucks and, and Suns, give me the Milwaukee Bucks in six games. I'm calling it right now. I'm not picking the Suns. I would not mind seeing Chris Paul get his first NBA championship. I'm telling you right now. I think Mike Bullenholzer really has got this team uh, just as much locked in as uh, my Williams does uh, with his uh, Phoenix Suns team. I mean, it's it's been an incredible story, but I, I just don't like the Phoenix Suns' uh, history in the NBA Finals going 0 for 2. I mean, when you truly look at it, I mean, for the most part. I mean, like I said, I mean, when you look at the NBA Finals back in uh, 1976, they lost that one six games, and once again, lost in six games to the Chicago Bulls. And the Suns, I mean, when, when you're an organization that hasn't won anything like that, it's you really start to wonder, I mean, how much is it really meant for them? But then again, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe this is their year. Maybe it is the Suns. I mean, Jay Crowder, he did make the aggressive comment towards LeBron James and the Lakers. They had fake rings because they had to go for a bubble format, which I call a bunch of malarkey, by the way. But if anything, that was a year for all North American sports teams. Everybody had to shut down with COVID-19. I don't want to hear that. I, I think it was just definitely a, a cheap shot below the belt, to be honest you. And I anticipate, like I said, I anticipate the Milwaukee Bucks to... Uh, finish this game tonight and have confidence in them. It may go to Game 7, but to be honest right now, they're playing with a whole, whole lot of confidence. If you have a a healthy uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, at least like 90% of him, I think you got a good shot. I think the only big thing is right now, what you have to do if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you you got to make sure you're matching the Suns blow for blow. You cannot allow them to get off to a fast start. If not, you create a lot of problems going forward in that series right there. Because they're a team who ain't afraid to bury you with threes early. I think the Suns personally play better watching this series. They play better, I mean, with leads right here. And when you got guys around there, too, especially like a Jay Crowder who ain't afraid to hit the wide open three at times, too, and get physical inside. I mean, you got a real good uh, combination right there and a good triple threat, if you ask me. All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for uh, this segment. Uh, coming up, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up with NFL Extra Points. We're getting into the Bears rush. Bear rush. I mean, the Bears zone. Excuse me. Chicago Bears right now. What are some of the key things that we'll be seeing going into training camp? And plus, the starting quarterback position, tight end battle, and offensive tackle, second-round pick, Tevin Jenkins. You're watching listening to On Deck. With me, Charles Prides, Richie, host of the Podcast. Don't move a muscle. <laughs> 